0: Hello again, and welcome back to Chappy Chats. It's been another good week. As long as I can enjoy family, enjoy my work, and enjoy a relatively good, healthy life, it's always a good week. That's not always true for everybody, for I have friends and acquaintances that they have problems in all sorts of areas, and so I know how important it is, as I asked you last week, to start looking for a peace and a hope. It is my wish that you did that this week. But as I thought about asking you those things, it occurred to me that what is your hope based on and what derives peace for you? And how do you define that peace? Again, you know I'm a Christian and you know that I was a pastor. And in the Bible, there's a verse that says, my peace, Jesus speaking, I give unto you, not the peace that the world gives, but a peace that lasts forever, So what was he talking about? Because as you well know, your day can start out relatively peaceful, and within just a few hours, total chaos sets in. So what was Jesus talking about when he said he gave us peace, not as the world gives us peace? Many people think about peace as being without strife, being without chaos or wars, that that is peace. And that certainly is one aspect of peace. But I believe the peace that Jesus is talking about is the peace of a settled mind and a settled heart that is based on an understanding of what life is about, where it is leading, and how we get to where life was meant to be leading. Now, I want you to understand where this is coming from. I taught an academy class this week at the agency I work for. And we talked about hostages, and we talked about communication, and we talked about counseling techniques, and then stress management. But in all of these conversations, and part of it, we got off on some rather spiritual ideas. And so I want you to understand that's where I'm coming from. And that really got me thinking this week after having asked you last week to find peace and hope. So, let's put it this way. I want to go to the 23rd Psalm, and I want to look at some things and look at it in a different way. Many people have looked at it in many different ways, but I want to look at it in a little different way. All of us need a direction to our life. All of us need a philosophy, a plan, some truths that go beyond ourselves. Now, I know that's not very popular today because basically we've elevated the self to the top of the heap. And whatever the self desires or wants or thinks is reality. And sadly to say, that is not the truth. So, what do I mean by finding a hope, finding a plan, a direction? Well, using the 23rd Psalm, I could say, what is your shepherd? Now, what was the job of a shepherd? The job of a shepherd was not to drive people somewhere or to force them somewhere like a sheep herder would. But a shepherd, yes, would carry a crook and a staff and a rod, and they would direct the sheep. But they did it from the front and sometimes from the side and maybe even sometimes from the back. But they would shepherd them, into where they needed to be. And so, what shepherds you in your life? What directs you to where you need to be and to where you're going? Do you even have a basis to where you're going? You see, if you don't know where you're going, how will you ever get there? And if you don't have a road map or a direction or a basis for the path you're taking, how will you ever get there? And so when I thought of the 23rd Psalm, I thought about the first thing is most of us never get where we're going because we never take time to rest. We never take time to collect our thoughts, to take a deep breath, and to just begin again. And that's very much needed. And that's the very first thing that's said in the 23rd Psalm, that he makes us to lie down in green pastures or in lush meadows, as one translation puts it. And he leads us beside the still waters. Why is that so important? Well, you know, we as human beings, whether you believe in the Bible or not, this is a good illustration. And that's one thing I told my students this week. You don't have to believe in God. You don't have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior to benefit from the principles in the Bible. Because the principles work whether you believe in a God or his son or believe that you need to be saved or any of that. And so, I want to give you this lesson this week. Think about it. Sheep getting into swift water with a lot of wool would just drown. And think about our lives as we live in the 21st century. It speeds by us. We're gaining more and more information every day, some of it good, some of it bad. It just comes into us at waves as we scroll through our phones, we are on our iPads or our tablets. We look on the computer, we see the news. It comes in 24 hours a day and bombards us, and we're carrying this. And what about all the things that I talked about last week that we have to worry about? We have to worry about our health, our finances, our family. We have to worry about the environment. We have to worry about where the ice caps are melting, whether we can stop them from melting, whether there are going to be more severe storms, more severe droughts, more severe floods. And we are just piled on and piled on, and it's like a bunch of wool growing on our body. And then we fall into that river of knowledge, and we're swept away. And we drown because we are buried under the weight of all of this and we can't hold up to it. So there is a great need for a time to rest today, to step back and just enjoy the green, lush meadows of nothingness. Now, we can't stay there. We can't just be like a sluggard, as the Bible says, or in Proverbs where it says a little folding of the hands and a little waiting, and we come to ruin. But there is a time when we need to just step back and rest, and just contemplate that slowness coming by us, not being in a rush to get somewhere. That's the first thing I want to share. The next thing I want to share is that you've heard me talk about before the fact that death is going to come when it comes, as Shakespeare said, and there's nothing we can do about it, but what we can do is enjoy the time now, and how do we do that? Well, for me, it's remembering I have a Savior, and He's the shepherd of my life, and He has a rod and a staff, and that rod and that staff keeps bad things away from me, but He does it by prodding me in the right direction, and He does that through His Word. Now, I listen to a podcast, and it's about Stoicism, and this guy allows the Stoics to direct his path his path about being angry, his path about how he sees the world, his path about how he deals with his family. And what I'm just trying to say to you here is, do you have a path? How are you ever going to find hope or peace again if you don't have a path? And so he leads me to this path, and he leads me through this life that is leading to an end, and that end is death. But what's going to happen in between? How protective am I going to be? How Am I going to guard my emotions and guard my mind except that I have a shepherd whose direction, and in my case, that direction comes from the Word, and the gentleman I talked about, that direction comes from Stoicism, but do you have a direction that assures you that life is worthwhile, that life is worth living? And that when you fall off the edge and into a ditch, much like a wrecker would come along and pull you out and set you back on the path, do you have a principle or principles that guide you, that can pull you back out of that ditch and move you forward? I find that in the 23rd Psalm. As I'm walking through this death valley, this time of moving towards my end, I can either fall off and waller in misery and despair and agony, as He Haw used to say, or I can rejoice at the journey. I can rejoice at all the good things that happen and realize that bad things happen to everyone. And when those bad things happen, I don't have to stay in the ditch. I have the tools. I have that wrecker that will winch me back out of that ditch and move me forward. Do you have that in your life? Another thing. In the 23rd Psalm that I find, and I'd like to leave you with this one, is he says he prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. You know, there are a lot of things out there, and maybe even a lot of people in some people's case, that want to hurt us and to cause us harm. But here's the thing. If you have a principle, a guiding principle that teaches you about life, then you have a prepared table before you. You have answers before the questions come. You have the ability to know what those traps are, what those weeds are. Because you see, as has been explained to me, a shepherd, a true shepherd, would go out and prepare the field. He would prepare it and take all the weeds and the noxious grasses out of that field so that when the sheep went out to eat, there was nothing there for them to eat that would harm their life. It was a prepared table. And again, for me, my table has been prepared by Jesus. Maybe yours, it's by the ancient philosophers or the Stoics or Buddha. But mine is by Jesus. And he prepared that table because he wrote down scriptures for me to tell me what those noxious weeds were and that he's already pulled them up and given me the ability to avoid them. So as you further seek peace and hope in your life, I know that you need to find a philosophy that will direct you, something that will speak to your spirit. Now, I'm going to tell you that the best thing for that is Jesus Christ. But I can't tell you that's the only thing the world offers. I can tell you from my point of view, it is the best thing that is offered. But I will tell you another truth. As I told my students this week when we talked about stress management, if you have a hope and you have peace and you have a direction and you bring it into your spiritual life of who you are and you practice those spiritual tenets, no matter what they are, we know through modern research, you'll have a happier life, you'll respond better to disasters, you will respond better to illness, you will come overcome illness better, you will recover from surgery better, and again, in general, you'll have a happier and longer life. So I hope this coming week that you, if you haven't found that hope or peace, that you will realize that it comes from developing a philosophy of life that is based in solid principles I offer up Jesus to you as the most solid principle in the world. But if you don't want to pursue Him, at least pursue something that gives you an anchor so that you can have that hope and peace. Blessing, protection, and favor as you go through your next week. Until we meet again.